one of the oldest treaty agreements that the Haudenosaunee people have that actually precedes contact with European settlers is the two row wampum or the Gaswenta, as we call it. And I need to preface this by the fact that, that I'm not a knowledge keeper that's been gifted with this knowledge by another traditional knowledge keeper, but, but I have studied it in the process of me trying to understand our, our traditional ways. So this, this is a very long, long way of saying that, that I think that the two row wampum is important. And I think that the two row wampum is, is a framework for how the relationship between first nations and the newer settler governments are, are going to work. The reason why I mention all of this is that one of the questions that I get very often is what do you people want? What do you need? What do you, I, I'm sympathetic to the things that have happened, but give me, give me the nuts and bolts. I'm looking for some specifics. So I mentioned the two row wampum because that's, that's a treaty that's been used by some of our traditional leaders to lay out a framework and to reference specifically the two row wampum renewal campaign. The Onondaga people worked with other leaders from the Haudenosaunee Confederacy, and they actually made a list of 16 things that you can do to be an ally to indigenous people. So without further ado, I'm here with Sean Vanderclitz and I'm Carl Dockstader. Hello. <laughs> and we're going to talk about how to be an ally to, to indigenous people. And In the heart of the One Dish with One Spoon Treaty Territory, Niagara's Sean Vanderclitz and Carl Dockstader dish on any and all issues from a First Nations perspective. From pipeline politics to poverty to pan-Indianism and more, Sean shares his concrete curve leg take and Carl gives an urban Oneida angle. You are listening to One Dish, One Mic on the Niagara Podcasters Network. And I'm going to start off with the very first point, which is care for the earth. Give thanks frequently. There, there's only one earth. And I think that an attitude of gratefulness, to psychological studies have, have actually shown that if you approach the world from from a point of thankfulness, you'll live a better, more fulfilling life. So I think the first point to care for the earth, we only have one mother earth. We all share that mother earth. The damage that you do to mother earth affects me. The damage that I do to mother earth affects you. So, so care for the earth and give thanks to our mother of the earth frequently. The next one dun, 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 is respect and support indigenous sovereignty. Um, and for me, what you need to do is essentially understand that we are a sovereign people and uh, our right to self-govern, to, to self-educate is an inherent right. And as such, you need to identify that there is a distinction between indigenous people and Canadians. So that's my thoughts on it. Great. Next up on the list is learn about the treaties. And I would say go to your local library and ask them about treaties, but I'll bet there's not much there. I would say go to Brock University and ask them about treaties, but I'm I'm not sure how much access they have for non-students and and how much knowledge they have there. Similarly, I would would say that uh, I'm I'm very pro-Niagara College as a Niagara College alumni, but I'm not sure that you could go there to learn about the treaties either. So, but either way, I, I think, I honestly believe that the treaties are modeled after natural law and certain universal truths that regardless of whether you believe in treaties, there are people out there that, that think that, oh, the treaties are dated and there's something that, that Canada doesn't have to adhere to because they're old concepts. I, I would say that, that 
that's just not true. And you people are stupid. <laughs> I want to make that the clear. People, the people that are saying, I don't believe in treaties, I'm going to have to second that. Yeah. <laughs> so learn, learn about them. There, there, are a lot of, there are a lot of great treaties and there are a lot of different agreements and there's a lot of dispute and there's even First Nations that, that dispute even some of the treaties that, that apply to the, the land that's underneath our feet right now. But if you truly want to understand indigenous people and you truly want to understand the relationship between the settler governments and indigenous people, then I would encourage everyone to go out and learn about the treaties. And after you're done learning about those treaties, what you need to do is demand that our government respect and honor those treaties. Um, I guess to put into context, treaties are contracts essentially that we as a sovereign people entered into with various forms of government, be it the United States government, be it the British crown, be it the Canadian government. Um, those are all legally binding contracts. And as such, the respective governments need to honor those contracts and to fulfill those obligations. So again, after you're done educating yourself, support us, talk to your MPs, talk to your uh, Congress, talk to your Senate, talk to the Queen of England if you have her contact information. Do what you must, but help us out. I wonder if Queen Elizabeth Snapchats. <laughs> Can you imagine how cool her bit emoji would be? <laughs> I don't even know what that means, dude. <laughs> her geotag. <laughs> so, in the same vein that, that Sean very aptly reminded people that they need to demand that nations honor their treaty commitments, now is also a good point, a good time to point out that Article 6 of the U.S. Constitution actually codifies treaties as part of the supreme law of the United States. It's right there in the Constitution that these treaties are part of the very fabric of the nation of the United States of America. Similarly, Section 35 of the Canadian Constitution also codifies treaty rights. So the, these are actual laws. So how to be a good how to be a good ally, follow the laws of your own country. <laughs> Next up is consider future generations in all your actions. And essentially what that means for Indigenous people is we, to stereotype, like to think ahead. We like to think of what decision I make now what will be the consequences of that decision down the line? Seven generations from now, what will happen? Um, and that's just our, that's our train of thought. That's my train of thought. What do I do? What do I, what am I going to do now that's going to have a positive impact tomorrow or a negative impact tomorrow? And understand that for every action, there's a reaction. So consider that when uh, living your lives. I love it. Along those lines, question and resist stereotypes, including team names and mascots. The probably we could probably talk for for a whole half an hour about mascots, and we could talk about the Chicago Blackhawks and the Thorold Blackhawks, and we could talk about the Washington Redskins and the Cleveland Indians and the Florida Seminoles. And I mean, there it, this this is a broad topic, and I'm not going to tell you how to how to think about it. But what I am going to ask everybody to go out there and do is to read some studies on it, read some articles on it. I, I often read articles that are contrary to my own viewpoint to, to understand what's, what's going on with these things. So I'm not, I'm not saying to reject all stereotypes, but question them. Consider, question the mascots. 
resist the stereotypes. Stereotypes in and of themselves are on the same spectrum of racism. Racism isn't a binary action. There are things that lead to racist tendencies. And one of them is grouping people into stereotypes. And one of the ways that people are grouped into stereotypes is by making a caricature of an entire race of people typified as some sort of noble savage warrior that feeds into some sort of western notion of of who we are as a people not not the fathers that sean and i are the brothers that we are the sons that we are the the men that we are in our community well said if i see you dressing like an indian i'm gonna kick your ass like the noble (laughs) savage i'm gonna gonna help you (laughs) (laughs) uh the next one up is Learn about and reject the doctrine of discovery. Essentially meaning understand that there were millions of nations on Turtle Island before Christopher Columbus sailed the uh, the ocean blue. He didn't discover America? No. He, surprisingly, he did not, right? The Vikings did. The Vikings <laughs> discovered America. Right? Uhtred, son of Uhtred. Last <laughs> Kingdom, favorite show on Netflix, by the way. <laughs> um, understand that people were here. Our societies were flourishing. We were live in the dream and um know that don't don't buy into the stereotype that christopher columbus discovered us that Cham- samuel du champlain discovered us that any and anybody else discovered us you can't discover something when there's somebody already here right right exactly so on that on that same note reach out to your indigenous neighbors learn about them they're Indigenous people actually had a sustainable economy, believe it or not. There's all this money that's being paid to, to Whole Foods and for biodegradable coffee cups and for everything else. But if you if you reach back 500 years ago, there was a perfectly environmental, sustainable economy that, that existed. Yeah. So you could reach out to Indigenous people. You, you can travel to the Six Nations Farmers Market and learn things. You can go to the Six Nations Travel and Tourism Office. You can go to the Woodland Cultural Center. You can go on a tour of the old Mush Hall, the Friendship Center, every third Thursday the Niagara Regional Native Center holds a social where you can go and dance and hear songs that, that date back hundreds of years. There, there is going to be a powwow in the fall at the Niagara Regional Native Center that, that you can attend like there is every fall and or every winter you can attend the midwinter powwow at the Fort Erie Native Friendship Center. And that is the opportunity to reach out to your Indigenous neighbors and learn all about our wonderful ways. <laughs> the next one up is pretty self-explanatory. Live with gratitude. Be grateful for everything that you receive in your life. Just be a good person. That that ties into living lightly on the earth. There actually there's a very specific teaching that that I've been told about that says that we need to tread lightly on the back of our mother. And I don't think it means that that we literally need to tiptoe around everywhere that we go. What, what I think it means by living lightly is that we need to think about the impact of the things that we do. And again, when we're when we're throwing away that coffee cup or when we're buying that extra large truck or when when people that when Canadians and Americans are voting for their elected officials, when you when you vote for that orange guy that doesn't believe in climate change, what effect is that going to have on our mother? And that leads into working to end global warming. We have one world. We have one Earth. If we do not do our best to protect and to save it, we are going to have nowhere to go. Kind of ties back into the previous one I mentioned where you need to think about the generations ahead. Um, we need to act now to save our grandchildren's futures. That being said, fuck Donald Trump. 
So uh, I have to second that one too. <laughs> Support renewable energy. Stop hydrofracking, dirty coal, and uranium mining. We we have the technology. Solar is out there and it works. Wind energy is out there and it works. The I have actually taught this lesson in some of the classes that, that I teach at Niagara College. I have a really great lesson, but the, the crux of the lesson is that when the entire electricity grid was collapsed in Ontario due to overconsumption and really poor energy policy and the misguided notion that it would be a good idea to, to privatize the public asset that is our collective energy resource. I was watching the whole thing in Niagara Falls on CNN because I was adjacent to a renewable source of energy. That's right. I was right next to the hydroelectric dam. So when the grid collapsed because of financial mismanagement and, and poor maintenance of, of electricity lines that actually were traced back to privatization in, in Ohio, the people that did have reliable power were the people that lived in communities that were adjacent to renewable energy. But guess what? We could all be in communities adjacent to renewable energy. So forget about hydrofracking. Forget about uranium mining. What are they going to do with all of that uranium? With all that uranium? Where are they going to put it? It's going to be there forever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever and ever in terms of in terms of human life so don't don't use it it's, there's no need for it let's just invest in renewable energy already end of rant beautiful well said not the 1800s anymore right Pro progress right. everything else in society has progressed right. but our source of energy has not <laughs> um next one up is don't co-op native cultures or ceremonies and return sacred objects um i'm a pretty cool guy you can want to be me but you can't be me, all right? Nobody can be Sean. Nobody can be Sean. Um, I can't even be Sean. <laughs> You're pretty close. <laughs> As I'm dancing. <laughs> um, this essentially speaks to cult cultural appropriation at its finest. Um, a lot of the things that cultures do around the world people find fascinating people are automatically drawn to but that just because you like it and just because you are interested in it doesn't give you the right to to take it over and to make it yours and to interpret it as you see fit um just be mindful all right carl you want to add to that can i dress up like an indian for halloween is that okay <laughs> Well, not me. <laughs> I guess I could. I mean, don't you dress up, I like, dress an, up like an Indian every day? So. <laughs> That's a nice traditional Led Zeppelin t-shirt you have going on there. That's right. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. All right. I guess that answers that. So, uh, fuck. <laughs> slow, slow down and listen more than you talk. I actually spoke to a friend of mine who has Cree ancestry. And one of the lessons that she got from her father is that we were born with two ears and one mouth for a reason. And that reason is so that we can listen, listen a little bit, slow down and listen more than you talk. That's all quick and painless. <laughs> and that's the thing is a lot of times when people are talking, you aren't actually listening. You're just waiting to reply. Um, stop doing that listen to what the person's saying generally take that second pause embrace it actually i want to jump in because i wasn't listening to anything you said <laughs> and but i've been thinking about the point i want to make dick move carl <laughs> <laughs> uh next one up on the list i speaking of which i have no clue where you got that and i was looking on my phone i looked on your phone it's not there i just made it up you just made it up <laughs> no it's it's there it's there all right maybe i wasn't slowing down and reading properly <laughs> 
Uh, the next one up is read and promote Uni the United Nations Declaration on Rights of Indigenous People. So the United Nations, what they've done in their grand scheme of wisdom is came up with a Declaration of Indigenous Rights that every Indigenous person in this world has a right to. Um, when the Declaration came out, every nation signed, with the exception of four nations, those four nations being, well, we only need to focus on two, Canada and the United States. Now, Canada's response essentially was that they wanted to ensure that the United Nations declarations on the rights of indigenous people had no legal bearing in this country. So before they agreed to signing on, they wanted to ensure that there was no legal ramifications for discriminating against First Nations people. Once they did determine that, they signed on. <laughs> that being said, we as Canadians, as First Nations people, we need to learn about the rights. We need to respect those rights. Um, a shout out to a lot of the local school boards out here. They are doing their best to incorporate those rights. The right to education, the right to knowing your language have been um, incorporated into a lot of the school board policies. So despite our government not fully embracing it, a lot of organizations have, and a lot of organizations are picking up where our government has left off. Wait, though, Trudeau got elected. And Shut up. One of, one of the things Shut that up. he said was that he was going to implement the United Nations Declaration on the Rights of Indigenous People. So that's been done now, right? He's getting that was like a first 100 days. It. Right. It's Canada's 150th anniversary. <laughs> All right. He's busy. I get it. Priorities. <laughs> Celebrate Indigenous People's Day every October 12th. Isn't so it? that that also coincides with Columbus Day. The guy who discovered north america the guy who discovered north america yeah i uh actually i i almost feel like i want to tread lightly here because the italian american association of buffalo every year protests the protests against columbus day so it's it's kind of an interesting situation I, and i don't i don't deny the contributions of, of christopher columbus i right. suppose Slave, but if you want to hold up somebody that yeah that enslaved yeah. that enslaved right. nine-year-olds as yeah. sexual slaves yeah. to the people that he was leading yeah. then then go right ahead yeah. right you go ahead and make that poster but include that part on the poster please <laughs> so stop celebrating that day instead celebrate the celebrate indigenous people's day every october 12th celebrate indigenous people every single day yeah. and celebrate aboriginal day every june 21st aboriginal day is canadian um indigenous people's day is american regardless sell them, celebrate them both don't go to work cite these reasons if you believe in the colonial construct <laughs> that is the united states of america um learn about indigenous people everywhere and what that essentially means is we are all not the same i'm anishinaabe curve like first nations Carl is Oneida from Oneida First Nation. <laughs> of the Haudenosaunee, Of yes. the Haudenosaunee. <laughs> we are, there are different First Nations all across North America. Um, to group us together is one of the leading causes to stereotyping and to cultural appropriation. We all don't wear the same things. We all don't do the same ceremonies. We all don't speak the same languages. So if you see a First Nations person, don't stereotype. Learn about him. Learn about her. Learn about them. Learn about us. Neither of our First Nations historically used war bonnets. And I think that was, I think that might have been hard for some people to understand when we didn't, we never show up to public events with war bonnets because that's not a part of our culture. <laughs> Mine's in the mail from China. <laughs> All right. Yeah. 
yeah, coming I think, soon. <laughs> I think I saw one in the dollar store right next to the Dreamcatchers with the Canadian flags yeah. on them. So, Shout uh, out to Jamie McGee. Yeah, right. <laughs> Jerks. Dollarama. Um, <laughs> that segues into uh, sort of read. read actually, it does, it does directly tie into support native craftspeople, businesses, and events, and support native authors. Don't buy your goddamn Dreamcatchers from the dollar store, for the love of Jesus. Apparently, there's nothing that can be done about these dollar stores being or about these Dreamcatchers being sold in the dollar store because Canadian copyright law only protects big evil corporations and doesn't do anything for small craftspeople that are trying to eke out a living selling their cultural wares. Apparently, there's nothing in that in, in Canadian law. I don't know why I'm even shocked about that, but don't don't buy your Dreamcatchers from the dollar store. Don't buy them from Canadian Tire. Don't buy them from Walmart. Go and find an Indigenous person who who makes these things, someone like Leona Sky in our own community that, that does this kind of work. Seek her out. She's a gifted artist and she does this stuff and cheaper is not always better. You're better off to have one quality $20 or $30 Dreamcatcher than you are to have 20 crappy dollar store Dreamcatchers. So that is my uh, surprisingly angry rant <laughs> to support native craftspeople, business, and events. Well said. Pardon me. Remember that all beings, animals, and plants are your relatives, not your resources. And essentially what that means is understand that we are all connected. In the in life, everybody has a part to play. Every There's roles that need to be filled. There's very specific purposes that we have. And every single being on this earth helps us in some way, shape, form, fashion. We all benefit greatly from each other. That being said, um, I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. Well, people people are wholly insignificant. Yeah. Honestly, I newsflash, yeah. we're a small part, right? If you if you look at it from a scientific standpoint, the universe is 13.8 billion years old. Mm-hmm. And people have been a part of that for a tiny, tiny, yeah. tiny piece of it, right? If you took people off of our mother, the earth, she would thrive, right? Yeah. But if you took our mother of the earth away from the people, then then people would die. We're we're wholly dependent upon the natural world, and the natural world has has absolutely no use for us. So it's it, it, it's important to remember where we exist in that hierarchy of orders, and to understand that while we may be pretty pretty dope when it comes to technology, and the iPhone might be a pretty cool device, and the steam engine was was really innovative invention that that at the end of the day, we're still just natural beings existing in a natural world. We're all just mortal. Well said. Carl to the rescue. <laughs> <laughs> you set me up, buddy. Yeah, you set yeah. me up. That was, I, that I did the alley-oop, was, you slammed on it. Exactly, exactly. Right? Teamwork. Yeah. Teamwork. Team one dish, one mic. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the last topic I guess I'm going to steal from Carl is appreciate the diversity of nations, cultures, and people. Uh, Canada takes pride in the diversity factor. Um, they embrace it. They they shove it down everybody's throats. So it's time to start living that and appreciating it. Understand that we are all different. We all have different belief systems, all different languages, different, just different values in general. Um, so appreciate it. Learn it. Live it. Love it. Carl? 
that's the roadmap. There, there's also work by Lynn Gell that talks about how to be an ally. There also learn, learn about racism, learn about stereotypes, learn about history, read, uh, try and read about things that you wouldn't naturally be interested in. I've heard this from, from actually at the, uh, performing arts center. They, they give out some advice when they were doing their introduction to the lineup of shows. And what they said is, is buy a ticket for something that you wouldn't normally buy a ticket for and go watch it. And you'll probably be surprised by how much that enriches you as opposed to just pursuing things that you might otherwise be interested Mm -hmm. in. I would say this, the same thing applies to indigenous culture. When you're buying your newspaper or when you're scanning through the CBC website or when you're looking for something to watch, find something find something that includes indigenous people and, and include that as part of your daily diet. I agree. Well said. When I'm on Netflix, I try and watch things I would never normally watch. Yeah, right. Watch. Yeah, watch exactly. those. I just don't watch my favorite gems. shows. Yeah, right. So on that note. Sean and I have something that we do in every show that we call the traveling thought. The traveling thought is along the lines of that when when the powwow is over, when the socials ended, when the gathering is done, it's important to send people away in in with a good mind and with good intentions and or with some final important reflective thought. So we'd like to give you our traveling thoughts on how to be an ally to indigenous people. And Sean would love to start. <laughs> I would. I've been literally scratching and twisting and turning just to get this traveling thought out of the way. I'm just joking. I have nothing prepared. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell them our secrets that we just make it all up. Uh, That being said, this episode essentially was how to be an ally, how to support indigenous peoples. Um, And the best way to do so is to be understanding and to live with a good mind and a good heart and do things with good intentions. Um, Those are some of the founding philosophies of a lot of different cultures, First Nations cultures in Turtle Island or North America, as a a lot of people like to call it. Um, And that being said, when you when you are living your life, think of the consequences that could happen. Think of the next seven generations uh, and acknowledge the previous seven generations and uh, just continue being awesome. That's my traveling thought. I love it. I want to talk about how one of the oldest teachings that we have, as I mentioned at the very top of the podcast, is the Gaswenta or the two Rawampum. It teaches that that in order for different groups to coexist peacefully, they need to understand their differences. My traveling thought for the day references the two Rawampum or the Gaswenta. It's important to understand that there's a distinctive settler culture and that there's a distinctive First Nations culture. What needs to happen to truly have a rich plethora of cultural diversity is that those two cultures need to coexist peacefully. There's actually a very prescribed method for that. And from what's been explained to me, there's also a very particular order to it. The first thing that needs to happen between the distinctive cultures is that they need to find a place of peace. Without peace, you can't move anything forward. So there needs to be peace between First Nations and between Canadians and Americans. After that peace has been established, then gestures of respect can be exchanged between the two. Once you've reached that place of peace, then you can look at ways to find the things that we as First Nations respect about Canadians and Americans, and Canadians and Americans can find the things that they respect about the First Nations culture. Lastly, after you've built peace, after you've started to establish respect, then you can start to build a genuine friendship, and you can establish a firm covenant for a friendship between First Nations and settler cultures. Only by following those prescribed steps can 
Canadians and Americans truly be in a place of peace, respect, and then friendship. Well done. This has been One Dish, One Mike in the Papa Podcast Studio in St. Catharines. With Sean Vanderquist and Carl, Carl Dockstater. Dun, dun, dun. I don't know why I do that after everything. We're at Cowork Niagara, too. Cowork right. Niagara is awesome. New new uh, location, too. I'm loving it. A little hotter, though. But it's great. Yeah. <laughs> Keeping awesome Cowork Niagara. Don't forget to to head to One Dish, One Mike on Facebook and to follow One Dish, One Mike on Twitter. Yeah. And to go to NiagaraPodcastNetwork.org. Dot awesomeness. <laughs> NiagaraPodcasters.org. NiagaraPodcasters.org. Don't forget to go to NiagaraPodcasters.org. Like us. Share us. Click us. Click us. Snapchat us. <laughs> emoji us. Bit emoji. Bit emoji. Word. He uh, doesn't know what Snapchat is. Anyways, it's been a pleasure. <laughs> Love you guys. Be an ally. Thanks for listening to One Dish, One Mic on the Niagara Podcasters Network. Your hosts are Carl Dockstader and Sean Vanderpuss. Recording is done at the Pop-Up Podcast Studio at Cowork Niagara home of Niagara's independent workforce. Executive producer is Trevor Twining. Production assistance by Daniel Twining. Show artwork by Mitch Baird. Music by DJ Shub, used with permission. If you have show ideas or comments, you can reach us on Twitter at Niagara Podcasts. <laughs>